Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of D&D RPG. Roll initiative. You're about 150, 200 yards away from the island before Hal goes, okay, it's as far inland I can bring you. We'll have to set anchor here and you guys will need to take a longboat in. That's fine. Thank you. As you guys draw in, you see the structure. There's no other structure that rivals the size and scope of the giant spur. Like a massive stone pillar that rises from deep below the surface of the water, its pinnacle is obscured by dense clouds above. The size of a small island, it would take over an hour for a ship to circumnavigate the mighty tower. Algae and lichen cover its dark gray stone, and a din of seabirds can be heard calling from innumerable crannies. Surrounding the spur are several boats, either empty or filed, with heavily laden pilgrims, all tethered to the rocky shores. Several carved paths, barely ten feet wide, spiral around the monolith, climbing from the water's edge into the hazy distance above by innumerable steep stairs. An open mooring points an open mooring point waits for the party for the party's boat. So you guys are able to safely uh, uh, moor your ship to the collected vessels around the base of the spur. Um, you guys have already figured out that the black ore consists of the, uh, the the mark of the oarsmen of Spur, which that that gives you more insight as to what he's called specifically. As you start to finish securing your ship. You start to hear cries of yelling and screaming and call for help. Oh crap. Inland around the docks. Man, we better go check that out. As you look over the edge, you see four very familiar looking guys starting to grab, punch, kick, and toss pilgrims either into the water or to the ground. Black Rift. You see four Black Rift thugs. And you keep hearing them yell. Where are they? We know they're here. Tell us where they are. I don't know anything. Tell me where they're at. How far away are they? Said there's four. Huh? How far away are they from us? They are. Magic um, missile. They're 125 feet away, and they're right on the docks. Perfect. If you guys are gonna get to the docks, you need to sail inward. Perfect. I can do this. 120 feet. Hold on, hold on. Give me just a second. I'm 100. There, you said 125. They're within my range of my spell. Mine too. I know, but I'm gonna set up a map so I know exactly what you guys are doing and where. Buddy. I know you're in the itching for a fight. Just give me a minute. Mercer's Mercer's going to uh, try something. Okay. Well, he can try something in a moment. Oh, this will be fun. It'll be great. Oh, you're gonna love this. Oh yeah. So you can ring bring the rowboat up to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park it. Or park. tie it off. Park it. <laughs> tie it off. Park the boat, Marty. And it just comes into the sand. So Alright. For the sake of argument, 
consider all of this to still be part of the water and right. your sand line starts here. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay. I did not grab the pilgrims, so we'll need to use something else to stand in for the pilgrims. But so Esther wants to magic missile these fools. Well, hang on. You guys have noticed them. You guys get one action each, and then depending on whether you're going to try to get on the longboat and sail inward or not, determines whether or not we go into initiative. Okay, so Esther exchanges a glance with Mercer, and this Mercer... You watch as he pulls a vial of acid out, sets <laughs> the vial on the edge of the boat. Yeah. Catapult. Yeah! Magic missile! So, 150 feet, straight line right at one of the guards. They need to make a saving throw of... Uh, da, 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 da. Dexterity saving throw. Give me a sec to pull up them. Just out of curiosity, for my own interest out of game. Mm -hmm. Why acid? Because when acid hits, they take an additional 2d6 points of damage. Because the acid's going to be on them. Well, I asked you about something like that the last time you used that spell. Mm -hmm. You said the object itself, according to the spell, doesn't do anything. The spell is what does the damage. In this instance, well, like what I'm throwing, the hand axe will, but the acid, because the vial will break on them, yeah. should. That's I'm just pretty like... sure the spell specifically says the item is just destroyed. It doesn't say anything no, about it. No, it just says, it choose an object that weighs one to five pounds. All vials are one pound. Um... It isn't being worn or carried, which is why I set it on the banister. It says the object flies in a straight line. Uh, oh, never mind. This says 90 feet. Well, why does it say range 150? That's uh, a max. It probably, the range for you, how far away you can cast the spell. So but that doesn't make sense. Why would you? Okay. If so the I guess object's I within, a, within 150 feet of you, you can cast catapult Shh. on it. Okay. You well, I will have to hold off doing that then. What's but the anyways, rest of the spell say? But then it says, um, 90 feet in direction you choose before falling to the ground, st stopping early if it impacts against a solid surface. If the object would strike a creature, that creature must make a dexterity saving throw. On a fa failed saving throw, the object strikes the target and stops moving. In either case, both the object and the creature, uh, both the object and the creature or solid surface takes 3d6 bludgeoning damage. At higher levels, casting, you know, with different higher spell slot, it increases the poundage by five pounds and the damage increases by 1d8. So, yeah, it will break, but then it's, he's going to get splattered with an impact of acid. Alright, so... But I'm not far enough away, so I can't do that yet, because... Here's what I'm going to say to that. If he fails the roll on the spell, we'll say that the acid affects him. If he does make the roll... The acid doesn't break when it hits him. It just hits him and he takes the bludgeoning damage. That's fine too. Okay. Because I can then recatapult the vial later. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Catapult. 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 Alright, so you don't cast this. I can't. Because I gotta be. So I hop in the boat. Okay. Esther's casting magic missile. Yep. And with my meta magic, I'm gonna spend a sorcery point to 
use uh, a distance spell, which doubles the range. You don't have to use sorcery points to use your meta magic abilities. When a, you cast a spell that has a range of five feet or greater, you can spend one sorcery point to double the range of the spell. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe that, okay, yeah, yeah. I haven't played sorcerer in a while. That's the other thing you can use the... Yeah. Okay. Does it specify what type of spell it can or can't be used on? No, it says... Because well, I know some of those metamagic feats specify what kind of spell. No, it says this specifies five feet or greater, and a range of touch can now have a range of 30. Okay, so you're... Increasing the range of magic missile. Yeah, because it's up to 120 feet. And they're just five feet outside of it. So you're in. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. See, I can brain sometimes, dude. I didn't say you couldn't. I just wanted to make sure I understood what you were doing. And I'm rolling with advantage because they don't over here, right? Magic missile is an automatic hit. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm casting it at a second level. To our listeners, if you guys decide to, keep track of how many times he reminds her of that. Shut the f*** up. I love you. Fuck you, man. Okay, I'm going to cast this at second level, so I get six missiles. No, you get four missiles. You get one additional missile for each level. So, like, when you threw the star and you cast Magic Missile at fifth level... Oh, that's right! I it started at three, four, five, Got six, I'm seven. Good. Yeah. So, they're each going to get hit with a Magic Missile. <sighs> I'll let... I don't care who... Uh, the toughest looking dude. They're all the same, so you need to tell me... Alright, the two gets... closest... The two closest each get hit for four. All right, this is where I gotta start writing stuff down. Yes, so give it me is. a second here. Got number one. Say that's number ten. That's number eight, and that's number six. Eight and six. So the two closest you hit for four each. Four each. So that'd be six and eight. Let's push those guys. That. That. Okay. And then the other two each get hit for two. For two. And then you cast a first level spell at second level, so you set off your crystal's wild magic surge, and then you set off his crystal's wild oh, magic shit. surge. Hopefully it'll turn you a better color. No, it's, that's the only one in the entire list that changes the color. Yours goes off first. Esther's oh. goes off first. Oh no. It's gonna be bad. So you cast fly on a random creature within 60 feet of you. Me? You cast it on yourself? Yeah. Okay. You have fly. I believe I can fly. <laughs> this is great, man. 
Touch a willing creature, the target gains a flying speed of 60 feet for the duration, and the spell lasts up to 10 minutes. So you can fly 60 feet per round for 10 minutes. Hell yeah. It's going to be on you to keep track of all that. Yes! And then Mercer's crystal goes off. Creature within 30 feet of you becomes invisible for the next minute. <laughs> oh no. So all four of you are no. now invisible. Oh, bruh. No, that's perfect. Oh yeah, you're Because right. you magic missile and also we're gone. And you're <laughs> flying invisibly. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, so you said my flight lasts for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And each minute is 10 rounds. Each minute is 10 rounds. So, yeah, you have like 100 rounds of flying time. And then you guys are invisible for one minute, so you have 10 rounds of invisibility. Oh my god. Okay, well, luckily those two coincide, so I can keep track. Yikes. That's hilarious. Freaking awesome, dude. Alright. <coughs> So, let me think here. I told you guys 125 feet away and you needed to row the boat inward. We're going to say that the rowboat can go at 30 feet around from rowing. One of the rare moments where I wish I had my gust spell. Three, six, six. Three, six, nine, twelve. So, four rounds you guys would be at the docks. And then it put you right here at the edge of the docks in four rounds. Mm -hmm. So you guys are invisible up to that point. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll probably become visible again as we're rowing, because I'm going to be once once I get within uh, a hundred, basically. Once I start getting within range, I'm going to be casting spells at. Okay. Esther's going to here, here's just fly here's the downside though. They still can see you because the boat doesn't turn invisible. They can still so see they just, boat. They can just see a rowboat, but it's like it's as if the boat's magically rowing itself because they can't see you guys. All they see is a boat and two oars going. <sighs> it's ghost, run away! Yeah, so good old Zebek gets to be the target. Back! Zebek. Back! Back. Zebek! Why does Zebek get to be a target? Because. If if there's something, if they look at okay, so let's let's case in point, you are you just got hit by something, and a rowboat is rowing its way towards you, and you see the two oars. Yeah. Where gonna are you be, gonna fire? They're gonna aim between the oars to try to hit something. <laughs> they're not firing anything because they're not sure what the heck they're looking at. Oh, even better. I I like that. <laughs> but now, Grant, as soon as we get in and, and the back starts rolling, I'm going to be like, here we go. Now, assuming that Esther flies ahead of the boat, oh, yeah. you make it to the docks in two rounds. Yeah. Because you have a fly speed of 60 feet. 
And that's assuming you fly straight to the docks and land. If you decide to stay up in the oh, air, I'm gonna stay up because then you can get I'm in as wait. close. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly over and wait for my my homies. And if they try to attack, I'm gonna like intervene. Okay, so I we're not gonna go into it yet until well. We are going to go into this. I'm going to have all four of you roll initiative. (sighs) Well, you've been banished, Dice. Oh, yeah, buddy. Okay. Okay, so... (sighs) Celine? Celine got a... Uh, eighteen. Esther. Esther. Oh crap! I counted up the backs first and not Esther's. Esther got a twenty total. You didn't roll d tens, did you? No, I'm keeping track of the minute and round. Okay. She Esther got a twenty. Yeah. Dirty twenty, man. Mercer. Four. And the back. Sixteen. Alright, so looking at Esther, then Celine, then Zabak, the Black Rift guys, and leading up at the end, Mercer. So. Which is great because Zabak rose, moves the boat up, that puts us at 90. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to go in order, so you guys are in the boat. Other than Esther, you guys are in the boat rowing from the ship. Correct. Ah, so Esther, I'm assuming, flies 60 feet up? Yes. Okay. And then as they're rowing, she's going to fly over to the dock and hover. Celine just sits in the boat? She is going to... Basically, she is going to... Uh, ready ready her, her action, her spell. So basically, once Mercer does his catapult, mm-hmm. she's gonna follow up on the same target with a firebolt. Okay. So she's gonna ready an attack action. Yeah. Because okay. basically, she'll be able to, like, in that thirty foot, that'll put him where he needs to be mm-hmm. to, to cast his spell, and then right behind that, it'll be firebolt. Okay. Um. The back, I'm assuming, is rolling 30 feet up. Yeah, she's, you know, being the workhorse. Okay. The thugs, at this point, all pull out heavy crossbows. Oh, man. Attempt to shoot the boat at disadvantage. No. And they miss. So all around the boat, you just hear bloop, 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 as you see crossbow bolts hit the water. Alright, that's not good. And then we get to Mercer's turn. You guys are now 95 feet away from the docks. So Mercer's going to move up on the boat 5 feet. So get like right towards the front of it. Mm -hmm. So that puts him right at his 90. Okay. Okay, so wait, this invisibility, is this like the kind you cast on yourself and lets you interact with yes. something? Yes. As soon as, as soon as you make an attack action, okay. yeah, I'm going to come out. Okay. That's okay. why Celine yeah, is doing it at the same time. So basically, he, he does the same thing. Here's exactly what it says on the surge itself. The invisibility ends on a creature when it attacks or casts a spell. Yep, so again, 
He pulls out his vial of acid. Catapult. <laughs> when he turns visible, it flies. What do they need to roll? Uh, so the the guy that's right in the front here, mm-hmm. he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Seventeen. Fails. <laughs> What's the DC? So because I have uh. Wait, no. How you flew away, didn't She's you? She's nowhere near you. What? So seventeen on the nose. Okay, so he makes it. Because my spell DC is fifteen plus with the crystal it's oh, 17 no. had you been there he would have failed dang it i'm sorry okay, my so dude. he takes half damage the vial of acid does not shatter on him give me oh yeah give me the damage first uh so number six he's gonna take nine points of damage would have been better had it uh, hit. Or not. Had it fully hit to the full effect of what? And then, like I said, Celine, right behind that, firebolts. Hold on, hold on. One thing at a time here. Give me evens or odds. Evens. 22. Okay, so the vial of acid lands on the docks instead of the water. Hang on, you have a wild magic surge to deal with because you cast a first level spell. This, well, it happens Bruh. at the same time. They both fire. But we're going in order of operation as to how it's supposed well, to happen. By technically order of operation, they both fire at the same time. Your wild magic surge goes off from your crystal the second you cast the spell. Same thing. But Celine's spell goes at the same time as Mercer's. Okay, and we'll take care of that. But your surge is still going off. And I want to get That's that fine. Out of the That's way. fine. Oh my god. He knew it was going to happen. I know it's going to happen. It's just the fact that, like, if you want to go by true order of operation, both spells go off simultaneously. Y'all don't understand PEMDAS. I can flip this table right now. Did you get another invisibility? You regain one use of your lowest leveled casted spell. Nice. First level spell back. Yeah, buddy. Its exact wording is, you regain your lowest level expended spell slot. Which was a first level spell. Hell yeah. So he got his slot back. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Flip this damn table. Okay, roll for your fireball. Eight points of damage. What'd you roll to hit? I rolled a 20 to hit. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, you still have a chance to miss. So I yeah, no, know no, I know rolled. I hit. <laughs> How you, much damage did you do? Eight points. Number six is not looking good. Uh-oh. Mess him up, dude. Like, you're seeing him take everything, and everybody else is just like, holy crap, shoot them! All right. So top of the line, Esther. All right. Assuming you're flying forward again, you are at the docks. Gotta do it again. Magic missile. Okay, so the invisibility drops. Roll your damage, and who who are you hitting with what missile? And how are you casting it? I'm gonna cast it at second level again, my guy. Okay, so you've expended all your second level slots. Sure have. Okay. Come on, no whammies, no whammies, big money. The, the, the 
two that I hit with the most damage last time. I'm going to hit with the most damage again this time. <clears throat> Dealer's choice as to who gets five and who gets four. They're your spell, so you tell me. All right, me. the frontmost one gets five. The other guy gets four. The guy right behind him gets four. Okay. Six. He's really not looking good. He, he is not doing good at all. And then the you other said, two each take three. You said this guy takes four. Yeah. And these two each take three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Squeak, 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 squeak. And then you cast a first level spell, so your crystal goes off as a surge. Is your character still flying? Oh yeah. But you're at the docks, so where at the docks are you? I'm like directly, not 10 feet back from the edge. So here or here? Yeah, like there and then 50 feet up. Right. The the, the up, obviously I can't simulate, but. Yeah, that's Okay. So right here on the docks, Mm -hmm. a Modron appears. A what? A Modron. It's like a little sort of, uh, some sort of mechanical type of creature. Yeah. And actually, I might be able to show you exactly what that looks like. And here, while I am looking that up, are you doing anything else? No, I can't right. do anything else. While I'm looking that up, Celine, what are you, you doing? She cast uh, Major Armor. Of course she does. It's a first level spell? Yes. That sets off Mercer's crystal. Oh my god. Stop! I'll show you what a Modron looks like later. The the one thing you, you do know <laughs> is that it doesn't seem to be hostile towards you. Turn plus levels of horse and shit. Oh man. So since it was Mercer's crystal that went off, this affects him. He regains six hit points. Nice. I haven't lost any, so win. All right. It's a very poor use of uh, healing from a wild magic surge. Eh, it happens. My favorite is still going to be the fireball followed by the heel. Yeah, that was that was quite entertaining. <laughs> that was serendipitous, to say the least. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, then we get to Zabak. She continues to row. Yeah, there's nothing else she can do. <clears throat> she's still, <laughs> she's still invisible. <laughs> yep. So, at this point, the thugs see a dragonborn who's flying 50 feet overhead. Hi. They see a gnome and a human in a boat that is still rowing itself. <laughs> so they're like, they're like, okay, well, there's a spellcaster, so they must have enchanted the boat, right? Something to that nature. So, so they don't know that Zabak is there. Anyway, it's their turn. Uh, one of the guys is shooting at you. Ah, uh, come on, man. The other three are shooting at the boat at Zabak and, or not. Yeah, Zabak, Mercer, and Celine. Mm-hmm. So, the one shooting at Esther. Right. 
19. Ah, oh, shit, yeah. You take... No damage, because I'm a boss. Six points piercing damage. Oh, man, come on. That's not cool. Uh, the one oh, shooting yeah. at Celine. Was I supposed to get more hit points at level three? Yeah, you... Half, half your hit dice plus one plus your cop modifier. I don't remember what that is supposed to be. Your hit dice, didn't you write it down where it says hit dice? So for, for a sorcerer, it's a d6. d6. So so four plus cop modifier. So so you're getting five. five hit points every level. Okay, that's right. So 17. So Minus. the one shooting at Celine crits. Dang. And she takes six points of damage as she gets shot. Ouch. One shooting at Mercer. Does not critically fumble as he almost shoots another guy in the head on the dock. Bruh! And the one shooting at Zabak is shooting at disadvantage. Because she's still invisible. And yeah, you guys just see a bolt hit the water next to the boat. Well, that was just rude. And now it's Mercer's turn. So uh, Mercer catapults the vial. Um, which by by this point you guys are slide this over a little bit. And actually that second map being there is perfect. So the next guy who doesn't look as good. So I'm assuming the guy that's directly behind the guy who's been getting pummeled. Um, Mercer, Celine. He, yeah, he catapults that vial back at that second guy. At this guy here. Yep. Catapult. Yep. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Please. That's a ten. Nope, that's a fail. Okay. How much damage does he take? He is going to take. Twenty-four points of damage. He dead. Yeah. He's dead. And that was the first level spell, so you set off another surge. You can take one additional action immediately. <laughs> That's awesome. He uh, then, uh, as my interact with object is a free action, I pull out another vial real quick, catapult it at the third guard. Okay, so I could be that guy and say it doesn't specify what type of action, so a free action would be considered an action, but I'm going to let you have it. Technically, I haven't interacted with an object at all yet this turn. Part of my movement. How'd you cast the last catapult? You had to pull the vial out. Oh, you're right. I did. I did. <laughs> That's right. Damn. I'm gonna let you have it though. Okay. Safe. Yeah, he fails it. 
Maybe this one's not as good. Ah, actually, it's it's uh twenty three points on who? Uh, the third guy. This guy right here. Yeah. Twenty three. Mm-hmm. He is really not looking good anymore. There you go, another wild magic surge. Yep. I swear, if it says another free action. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Nope. It's something else. What do we got? <laughs> Fireball? No. <laughs> what happens? Uh, I gotta grab a, a certain little miniature again. Oh, the, the how's the unicorn gonna fit on the boat? Oh, what? I'm on a boat! Hang on, hang on, I gotta read this real quick. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, I did say that this was still water. Mm -hmm. I did not say how deep of water it was. So, the unicorn appears, we're gonna say, right here in the water next to you. And it's, Ooh. the water is just up at below neck level. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like, and telepathically, it, it looks over, it sees you. Greetings again, friend. Hey, buddy. You weren't blue before. Don't mention the blue! Yes, if you could take care of blue, it would be fantastic. You would make my day. Hmm. Really? Is this gonna... freaking unicorn about to make him not blue anymore? I just thought I just asked. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't. I have to go back to the unicorn stats to see. Ah. Uh, well, let's see what we can do here. And that's the end of Mercer's turn. So back to the top of the line. Uh, Esther's turn. All right, Esther. Uh, magic missile at level one. And she's going to blast the, the, main, the, the main guy closest to the end of that dock. He's going to take the brunt. He's looking bad, and the second guy is looking bad. I've heard two of Oh, yeah, Max Goodman. So, frontmost guy, I'm actually only going to zap him once for five points. Okay, who are you hitting? The front guy. The very for front guy. For five points? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Blast him? One point syndrome. Yeah. Dead. Nope, one hit point syndrome. Are you kidding me? It happens. And then the other guy, I'm going to hit for seven points. Which other guy? There's two of them the there. one right behind him that's still up. This guy? Yeah. You hit him for seven? Yeah. He fall down, go boom. <laughs> and you said you cast that at first level? Yeah. You still got the crystal. Yeah, I know. So, wild magic surge. Oh, boy. What is going to happen today? You and everyone within 30 feet of you gain vulnerability to piercing damage for the next minute. Oh, shit. That's not good. Oh, no. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20. But I'm 50 feet up in the air. Ah, uh, beautiful. So you're the only one yeah. to do piercing damage. <laughs> that's great. That is fantastic, because then that saves us all. Yeah, man. All right, so 
That's Esther's turn. I actually remembered the crystals, and I'm like, oh, hey. I don't want to trigger both of them. Uh, Celine's turn. Celine on the first guy cast Firebolt. With a 25 to hit. That's yeah. a hit. Yep, you killed him. Got him. For max damage. Nice. Bashed his skull in. I wasn't even going to bother asking what minimum damage was, because minimum damage would have killed him. Yes, no, but now it's like... Uh, Yeah, she uses finger guns, too. <laughs> well, they are, like, best friends, so... Well, if you haven't noticed, Esther's been using finger guns, too. On and off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I got all the casters using finger guns. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Which, I mean, Esther was already down for, so... <sighs> All right, so the unicorn. Unicorn! The unicorn telepathically tells one of you that's still on the boat to uh, tie a rope off or something. And as it does, it teleports all three of you, plus itself, to right here. Cool. I'm sorry, no, he doesn't do that yet. His turn's not until Mercer's turn. My mistake. That was my mistake. How could you? By forgetting whose turn it is. Unforgivable DM. Okay, Celine did her turn and killed the guy. It is Zabak's turn. Is she pulling in for the last... Uh... Yeah, she ha- that's all she can do, man. So she pulls in. All in and gets the boat up to the shore. <sighs> Still invisible. <laughs> um, it's well, their turn. Uh, so this guy. guy who's been causing the most grief and killing all of his friends is the guy he shoots at. So, <laughs> Mercer. That's what you're talking about. Eighteen. Hits. For eight points of damage. Ouch. Good thing Mercer's not to uh, Vulnerable to piercing damage at the moment. Yeah, that would really hurt. Yeah. And now it's Mercer's turn. So, so Mercer will go, and then the unicorn mess goes. Mess him up, my guy. So you have seven more rounds before the unicorn disappears. Just have the unicorn run over and pay. I'm sorry, not seven more rounds. Nine more rounds. Okay. Because that thing just appeared. Um. Ba -ba -ba. You know, in this instance, I think I am going to... I've already used two of my three spell slots, so I'm going to just do Firebolt. 
Okay. And a 19 hits. Mm-hmm. For 8 points of damage. Dang. Alright. And then Mercer is going to... Move forward 20 feet, so that way he can try to keep that guy in his range. Right here? Yep. Okay. Alright, so then it's... Then it's the unicorn's turn. The unicorn charges the final guy and does a horn attack. Some damage, which he did not like. As the unicorn, so the unicorn, when it got to got to land, same as you guys, mm-hmm. it ran up past Mercer and charged the guy. That's fine. Charged him and hit him with a horn attack. Nice. So the guy gets hit pretty badly by the horn attack. Good. And. Uh, yeah, he didn't like that too much. And then this guy's got to make a strength saving throw. Which he does make, so he doesn't get knocked prone. But he is really, really, really not looking good. Top of the order, uh, Esther. All right. Magic missile. First level. How many... Are you using up all your spell slots? Yeah, man. I got no ranged attacks. Oh, wait, I have my light crossbow. Never mind. I thought you had firebolt. Oh, yeah, I got firebolt, man. I'm gonna use that. Now that there's one dude. Mm -hmm. Ranged spell attack. Yeah, she hits. Oh, yeah, I hit Revolt 17 plus whatever. Okay. And that is a what? D10? Yep, it's a D10. Oh, D10. Oh, man, freaking two. He's still up. He ain't looking good, but he's still up. That's not, that's not cool, man. Not cool. All right. And it is Celine's turn. She then uh, firebolts him with a. Let's see what's her spell attack real quick. With a twenty to hit. Yeah. For one point of damage. <laughs> He's still up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Ah, oh, this lucky son of a gun. Wait, 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 wait. What was this? Oh, excuse me. What was this dude wearing? Leather armor. Kind of, what, what kind of hair do you have going on? Or he's got like a helmet or something. He's got a helmet on. Cat cloak? Why are you asking me this? Because I hit him with firebolt. So if anything flammable on him is going to ignite. Mm -hmm. Dang it. I no, thought, this, because it's like a flash of fire. It's not like an ongoing thing of fire. I know, I know. The spell specifically says anything that's not being carried or worn yeah. is flammable. Oh, the worn part got me. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, so that was Celine. It's now Zabak's turn. Alright. How far away is Zabak from this dude? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 feet. Man, she ain't gonna make it. You know what? Uh, let's try that whole throwing the battle axe at him again. You're so way out of range. She's going to run up 30 feet. Okay. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Okay. Right and then I roll at disadvantage? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh! Yeah. No, you roll. Uh, I just throw it into the sand right at my feet like, no! What'd you roll? Okay, roll one dice again, as if you were attacking. What is it? I don't Fifteen. <gasps> Fifteen plus, so she, she would, she would actually hit on the second, so she just buries it in the sand or something. Yeah. Like so you go to throw it, and somehow you lose your grip right at the chucking it part, and the axe falls onto the ground behind you. Oh crap! Oh crap! How are they gonna wash it with that? So that's Zabak's turn. Yep. It's his turn again. He uh I should have moved to flank him. Yes. He wouldn't have been able to get up there. Well, I could have dashed and flanked him like that and then let my the rest of my compatriots do the work. Namely Mr. Stabby Boy Paladin Unicorn. He, uh, he's kind of freaked out by the unicorn, so he's going to take a swing at the unicorn. Cool. And then try to run away. Oh, oh that's not good. What have you done? Yeah, he hits the unicorn. Mm. Poor unicorn. Or minimum damage, three points of damage on the unicorn. So he just catches the unicorn right at the brim of the jaw Ouch. with a mace. And then he tries to turn tail and run. So the unicorn gets an attack of opportunity on him. Ooh, is he going to gore him with his horn? Uh, no, he, uh, he swings back with his two front hooves. Ooh. Ooh. Definitely hits. Kick him in the face. Break his jaw, man. He's dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even if I don't roll, the guy takes minimum four points. So as he goes to turn to run, the turn around and run, the unicorn hops up on its hind legs, kicks its front hooves out, hits this guy square in the back. 
like breaks his spine. Breaks his spine, his back, the whole nine. This guy just kind of lands right face first into the dirt. Oh, well, that was nasty. Esther flies over. I'm Thumbelina! Okay. You guys have six rounds left. The unicorn immediately telepathically asks, Who's hurt? Mercer and Celine both answer. And Esther says, Yeah, I got hit, man. It, it, it wasn't that bad, but like, I'm still bleeding. Okay. Um, as a legendary action, it heals itself. Turd. Well, he can only heal himself through legendary actions. Everything else is a healing touch, and you can't. He's basically a horse, so he can't, like, reach over and touch his own arm or something. Well, yeah. So he's fully healed. Then he reaches over to uh, Mercer, touches Mercer with its horn. (sighs) Mercer is healed for 12 points. He's golden. Selene moves up. Selene gets healed for 10 points. Selene's good. And then does Esther fly over? Yeah, Esther flies over and hovers. How long? How much longer does Esther have She's that? She's got six rounds. That's not possible. Well, okay, how many rounds could we just go then? Or, no, it was ten minutes. That's right, ten minutes. Yeah. So okay, still yeah, got you got like, more than enough time. Yeah, she still got like nine minutes of floaty, floaty fun time. She gets healed for 11 points. Oh, she's golden. Okay. And she's just going to enjoy being able to fly. She's going to fly up, pull down some fresh cocoa nuts. Well, again, uh, I appreciate all that you've done for us, both this time and last. I wish you safe travels. He says, I Can you make have... me fly forever? No. Oh. Um, he says, I do think I may have one last thing I can do for you. Yeah? Maybe. Give me a second. Can she get access to spell fly? You can, you'll get those, you'll Unicorn, eventually will. Unicorn's blessing. You can now cast fly. Yeah, no, they're not that powerful. Oh, man. Well, you could always take the, uh, you could take a feat for the dragon ancestry that gives you wings. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that, man. I need to do that. So then you can technically fly at will when you're not exhausted from flapping. So Just another whole, muscle to build up, man. So his whole body starts to kind of glow a little bit. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. And his shadow from the sun boring down becomes a small circle underneath him. What? It spreads out 30 feet, so it only affects the four of you. Mm-hmm. And then it zoops back in and everything goes to normal. Bro, what was that? He goes, that is, called a, that is a spell called Pass Without Trace. Oh, cool, man. We're ninjas. Because I'm allies with you and you're allies with me, the spell affects me, but can also reach out and affect all of you as well. Nice. Um, So, for the next hour, you guys have a plus 10 bonus to any dexterity stealth checks you make. Nice. Nice. He goes, okay. Until we meet again, safe travels. And just like before, an arcane outline of him he disappears, and that's what's left, and then that just kind of sprinkles away and dissipates. And then, the, I assume the fly spell also dissipates, and Esther has on her butt. No. Oh, it has yeah. been ten, ten, ten minutes. minutes. Right, because the unicorn was 
not a song. The unicorn was there for one minute. So as soon as the unicorn disappears. I have eight minutes left. She's flying around happy as a clam. Ensure that the uh, boat is tied down securely on shore so it doesn't go drifting off. And then I go collect. I fly up to the crow's nest of the boat to look in like. What is so fascinating about that person? You, you see, like, a little stool with a little rope, like, buckle. Like, he's fashioned a little oh latch God. to hold himself in. You have seen you see a little table that's been put off to the side that folds up and down. So when he's there, he has his own little table. Oh, man. <laughs> And she flies back to shore, and I assume that's it. Yeah, there's really all that's all that's really there, other yeah, than some of okay, his. Okay, so fly spell is done. So, so as you finish your fly spell, we and you guys are just kind of looking around a little bit. Give me perception checks, and I'm going to give it to you advantage because it's kind of hard to miss. Okay. All right. First is Esther. Ooh, sleep probably maybe. Oh, thank God, we're getting advantage. Perception. 16 for Esther. Oh man! 15 for Mercer. 7 for Zabak. Okay. 10 for Celine. Zabak is picking up her axe and cleaning off the scratches from the sand. Mm -hmm. Celine is brushing sand off of her outfit and everything, just kind of like cleaning herself up. I'm getting attacked. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, Esther and Mercer start to hear loud, beating sounds of wings on the wind as an adult red dragon lands right here on the docks in front of you. Uh, guys, we got a problem. Esther. The first thing you notice is she is very highly decorated in ornate gold jewelry all over her. Uh, guys, we have a guest. Friend or foe? She lands, she kind of looks at you a little bit, and she goes, Anything and everything of value, gold, magic, or anything otherwise, now belongs to me. Oh, okay. You can kiss my little hairy butt. Shut up, Mercy, she's going to eat us. As I reach into my bag. No. And no, I pull no, out a no, bomb. No, 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 no. You don't want that. That's a, that's a spicy meatball. You don't want that. I'm going to be a spicy no, meatball. No, 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 no. I was talking to the dragon when I told her she don't want that. That's bad news, man. Mercer, spit that away. You're crazy. You're going to get us killed, man. Just give her She give just stuff. bursts into a huge laughter. Like... Tears falling out of her eyes, laughing so hard as she falls off the dock and into the water. <laughs> Mercer, like, kind of like, slowly puts the bomb away as he's now confused. Hey, guess what? We started selling merchandise. Check out the link in the description below and see what we've got. And then she sprouts back up on out of the water and back onto the dock, soaking wet. Kind of, God, that's a lot colder than I thought. Man, you, <sighs> okay? you okay? And she's shaking herself off all the water and stuff. Hey, man, you, you good, my dude? After a few minutes, few moments of collecting herself, she leans herself down and goes, "Hi, 
My name is Aurora. Hi. Who are the four of you? My name is Esther, man. And Mercer. Celine. Hello, I'm the back. Pleasure to meet you. Ah. She immediately turns to Esther and she goes, Do you speak for yourself or all three or all four of you? Uh, uh, three, th th three and a half of us. Mercer kicks you for that no, half ow, comment. Ow, I meant. I speak for myself. Your attitude, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, for the most part, I speak for all of us, but he does have a very strong opinion and input into really everything. Well, I mean, frost gnomes do kind of have a semi. Shut up, he's not frost. Not frost gnome. Oh, God. Not this again. No, if you weren't gonna... a freaking jolly green giant and hard scales, I'd kick you in your shin yeah. too for that comment. I'm you see a sure heavy gust of green. smoke come out of her nose. Man, you're her making mouth. Mad. You stop. It, it's it's like that whole smoke ring thing blowing it into someone's face as it drifts and wafts right in oh front of you God. and dissipates. He's not frost no man, he tangles. Hang on, magic. hang on. Before you respond. Okay. I really hope she like sedated you or something with that puff of smoke because you cray. Mercer needs to chill. No, no, Mercer has short man, short man syndrome, and he's blue now, which makes it even worse. Da -dee -da -dee -dee. <clears throat> Official Max Scott of Podcast, yes. What, uh, what attribute is Intimidate? Uh, Charisma. Charisma. So, you, Mercer, and the dragon are making opposing intimidation checks. this pan out. She's the size of a third. Fourteen! She got a 23 as she puffs that smoke at you. Oh my god. Step dude. back a little. Okay. Okay. Stop. She could eat you with that. Not mm. even she open goes, her mouth. I, I, I at least get rid of indigestion. But, yeah, um, she gotta, I kind of step back a little. She'll just poop you at home, man. She goes, Are you familiar with. Lux, the ancient red dragon, queen of the sea. Yeah, we were just talking about that. What's up with her? Well, she is my mother. Oh, that tracks, man. And oddly <laughs> enough, something unusual has been going on here at the Spur, and so she has tasked me with looking into it. Cool. I have no interest into going into the astral plane up above. So, given how you seem to handle yourselves far better than these pilgrims do, I wonder oh. if you'd be willing to climb the spur and check it out on my behalf. You know, I think, I feel like we're kind of... You guys of are entitled to a perception check at this point. I feel like we're going that way anyway, aren't we? Nope. Zabak mm, might pick up on this. What did everybody get? Uh, Zabak got a 17. Zabak notices it. Okay, Esther got a, ooh, not so great, an 11. 
Esther does not notice it. Mercer got a three. Mercer definitely doesn't notice Celine it. Celine got a nine. Okay, so uh, Zabak is the only one who notices under her headpiece, mm -hmm. just above her eyebrow, mm -hmm. a few of her scales are actually white instead of red. Uh-oh. Now, the downside is Esther being Dragonborn would be the only one who'd be allowed to make an intelligence check to understand something about that, but... Zavak knows there's something off? Something unusual, because red dragons usually are of a pure color. They don't usually have an unusual added color that's a different color altogether. She's confused, so she says, Esther, I, I need your help for a moment. Pulls her aside. Now I get to talk to myself. Great. Esther. What, man? What are you, what are you doing? What is it? She, she's got some scales over her eye that are just white instead of red. Okay, so Esther can make a... Uh, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I'm going to say either a nature check or in this case an arcane check because dragons are magical. Uh, please not an arcane check. Because <laughs> actually... You get to pick which one. Uh, arcana or what now? Nature. Uh, we're gonna go with nature. Uh, well, that neither of those helped me. Seventeen. <laughs> I have it. You, you know book. that to be um, on a rare occasion, mm -hmm. some dragonborn have an unusual birthmark where some of their scales are a different color. Mm -hmm. It's also considered to be. Um, it's viewed as a sign of impurity. A true dragon is of purity, so a single color. Oh! So you would know, Esther would know that if Aurora has a mark like that, she's probably not looked at in the same regard as what dragons would treat each other as. Ooh, so she's something of a pariah. Kinda. So, and as she's talking, she's asking you about this, and she's going, so, what do you say? Would you be willing to scale the 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 pathways of the spur to Yeah man, totally. Well yeah. We can help you. Mercer You notice Mercer's like slowly like stepping back from her. Like slowly <laughs> just like yeah, inching back. away slowly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. And you know, any other little tasks we can do to you to I just want whatever's going on up there to stop being an issue okay, so cool. I can go yeah. back to the Golden Archipelago. Yeah. I, I, I have a, have things I'd like to get back to. I feel you, man. I feel you. So, like, I have an idea, like, when we're done or just, just about done, we'll, like, call you. And you can like swoop in and look all heroic and stuff. Does that sound like cool? No, I, I, I'll be around. I, I still have to fly around to make sure nothing else bad is going on, but I'm not going up into the astral plane. I'm, it's not really in the astral plane. How do you know where it's at? Have you been up there? Well, no. Then how do you I, know? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> okay, well. If you'd be willing to climb up there and I'll, find out. Yeah, I will do it for your glory. Okay. 
and I will spread tales of the glorious red dragon Aurora and how amazing she is. As much as I appreciate that, good luck with that. And anybody that disagrees with me is gonna get a face full of this and she waves around the weight bar. Does some power cleans. She says, oh, okay, okay. And with that, she uh, spreads her wings. A big burst of air hits the ground, and she takes off and. Ah, oh, sand in my eye. Oh God, ow! It. Oh, that's itchy. So Esther relays the information to Selene and Mercer about the whole birthmark thing. So yeah, I feel like defect. No, not a defect, man. Kind of sexy. Shakes his hand isn't in the air. No, man, it's kind of hot. But <laughs> now like, she's gone. Aw, <laughs> oh, shut up, man. She's hot. So now that... Look, look, man, if we help her regain some honor with her people, there are surely rewards to follow. Like, I don't know, gold. So, like... Yeah. Oh, speaking of gold, he reaches into his bag. Got for me, my guy. He hands you uh, sixty-five gold, both to um, Esther and Zabak. From the trade goods, the weapons and the armor and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And Celine did attune herself to mm, the staffs. Yes. yes. I wanted to make it something similar to a staff of healing, but I didn't want to make it a staff of healing. Right. All right. So, based off what little information you've been able to gather to this point, you know that Tidewatch is the temple where a lot of the pilgrims are heading. The compass is pointing to you in that direction. And you know it's about a three days travel up to that point. Yeah. Um, when you guys left the ship, Hal did leave you with a small carry-on box that had one good day's worth of a good meal. Um, past that, you guys did get to restock on trail rations, so he did stock you guys up again with another five days worth of trail rations for each of you. Is there anything else you guys are planning to do, or do you intend to head out? No, we're going to head out. Head out. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Uh, we should rest. The problem is that we rest now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be evening. Mm-hmm. So it's we need to close to evening as it is. What's the, what's the likelihood of us having another encounter before we're able to stop and rest for the night? If you head out now, mm-hmm. 50-50. Hmm. All right, let's risk it for the biscuit. I mean, we might as well at least move a little further in yeah. off the shore. Probably a good spot to set up camp. Yeah, and then camp for the evening, and then. Kitty go in the morning. So yeah, we'll travel. We'll travel for a couple hours mm-hmm. as it gets close to 
dusk, and okay. then. So you guys get a good three hours travel, mm-hmm. and then nightfall <clears throat> hits. So at that point, you guys probably want to set up camp, mm-hmm. settle in for the night. You can hear all the strange sounds of the wilderness around you. Um, very different from when you guys were setting up camp at Blazing Isles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's much colder here, so you're hearing the sound of the wind a lot. And you're not hearing a whole lot of critters and creatures necessarily. Yeah, I don't, I don't like and it, it does get very cold at night. It's not like frigid, <clears throat> freezing cold, but, but like it does get 50 cold. 50 degrees. Uh, think about how cold it was today. So, like 50 degrees? Mm, closer to about 60. 60 degrees? Well, it was 52 up until about yeah, man. noon. I know, I was outside and I was mowing. <laughs> so, 50, 60 degrees. Okay. So, 55. Few, a few extra pieces of wood on the fire. Yep. Uh. You get up the next morning. Prep your breakfast, pack it up, and start oh, to head no. back out. The back and Esther are reptiles. This is not good. The back is not a reptile. She's an amphibian. And Esther's oh. not considered a reptile because she's dragonborn. Well, if she was lizard folk, she would be considered a reptile. Dragonborn do not fall under the category of a reptilian creature. Alright, well, never mind. It's probably just like the cold, like me. At that point, you guys get about another nine hours in. And we're splitting up our watches, of course. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? You guys come across a monolith. Um, that kind of sixth sense that spellcasters sort of have mm-hmm. starts to kind of kick in a little bit. You're not detecting magic, but you're picking up on a mild sense of magic. Coming. What are you talking about? Yeah, I am. Detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? So you pick up on magic coming from the monolith, and it's almost like you can see an outline of the magic, and it seems to look like it's leaking out of the monolith to the ground. You are allowed a perception check. Perception, or can I do an investigation? Because now I see it specifically perception. That's what it says on here. Well, Mercer sees nothing. Celine absolutely sees nothing. Weekend magic. That's all I can tell you. Hmm. Weird. Can Esther um, as a back make a perception? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Zabak does not perceive anything. Well, she rolled a two. Well, what did Selene and Mercer roll? I didn't break a ten for either of them. Okay. And what did Zabak and Esther get? Zabak got two. Esther got 
15. Okay, so Esther notices what looks like a black slimy sludge sort of stuff Ew. around on the ground. And you see a body in the sludge. Oh, 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 guys, guys. Um, um. You notice tattered robes and a pair of feet seemingly buried by a large stone against the side of the spur. Oh, oh my. Goes over in the bushes to vomit. She could she she pointed at the horrifying thing that she saw and then went over to puke. Mercer walks over, grabs a stick, pokes the foot. Pretty sure he's dead, man. Give me a second here. That's what you think. Because I'm thinking like 1960s blob horror. B movie. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, give me a minute. Oh man. Nope, we now have black pudding to deal with. Oh man. I believe the Brits call it blood pudding. <laughs> it's literally coagulated blood. And we are going to switch over to the stone. Good old Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's okay to use blue on this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you can see where the blue's stained it already. Oh. Just kind of whatever. I can't really see any of it. Oh, yeah. I can see all sort of like right where your hand was at. There was a whole bunch of blue. Now, it may just be in the artwork. I can't. I'm not one of those positive. Yeah, there's a little bit there. I see bits and pieces of blue everywhere. All right. So as you guys are climbing, <clears throat> this black line here marks the starting of the edge of hillsides and stuff. So going over that is bad. Is bad. And the farther along you get, the worse it's going to get. This is kind of the mountainside, and this all here is the pathway that you guys are taking. Mm -hmm. start poking the bear as it were Black 
you start to notice that the black slime is turns a bit more of a grayish color. Sweet. I uh, step away from it. Uh, initiative. Oh. Mercer, of course. Okay. Man, that's some crap. Mercer? Uh, five. Celine? Uh, 17. Is it back? 16. Esther? 8. Alright, so it's going to be Celine, Zabak, Esther, the ooze, and once again, tailing up the tail end. Good old Mercer. Good old little blue Mercer. Mercer kicks you in your shin. (laughs) Mercer cannot kick the DM in the shin. Celine! he He can kick the air and middle finger into the air and just be like, God mode. I hate you. Bolt of lightning as from a, the heavens. As a streak of blue starts to form in the sky. Hey, <laughs> hey. Done. Anyway, what's Celine doing? Celine is going to uh, actually shift off to the side a little bit. Okay. Um, and cast firebolt at the uh, gray ooze that's starting to bubble. So it's like right here where I have her and then... Yeah. For a 19 to hit. That's going to hit... For six points of fire damage. Give me a second here. I'm going to put this in this place in case I need that. You hit it for how much? Six points six of fire. Fire, fire. So, 16. All right. And Zabak. She don't want to get too close. She's going to hold her action until something interesting happens. Alright. What kind of action are you holding and what's the triggering effect? Um, it's going to be a slack with her warhammer if it attempts to get too close. Okay. Uh, Esther. Fireball. Alright. Run it to the ground. I'm gonna try. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh man, that's gonna be sixteen. That's a hit. No. Uh, you are adding the plus, uh, plus four to your attack roll, right? Yes. So you hit it with the fireball, mm-hmm. and you immediately realize that that didn't seem to hurt it anywhere near as much as it should have. Oh, crap. When Celine got the same thing. Did she shoot fireball? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said fireball. How much did she do? She did six. Okay. Oh, man, this is not good. Yeah, I should. That was my mistake. Well, so I was like wondering when you said that, I'm like, wait. I wasn't paying attention, and I didn't catch it until... Well, if I noticed that from Selene attacking him with that, I was, I'm sure as heck not using Firebolt. 
Dude. I'm okay, so I'm gonna give it to you guys this time, but I'm still gonna point it out that it doesn't look like it hurt it nearly as much as it should have. That's fine. So can I retcon that and? No, it, it still took the full force of the damage. Oh, Somehow okay. it 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 took it the first time, but you still notice that it doesn't seem to hurt it nearly as much as it should have. Well, as if you had rolled more damage than what you actually did. What? Never mind. Just man, that's fun. Let's mess this thing up, guys. Um, it's its turn. What's it gonna do? Alright, so it moves up to Mercer. Oh, oh it's moving up. Oh, but it's the back is not close enough to do anything. 18 to hit you. Hits. Are you wearing anything metal that's non-magical? Yeah, my scale mail. Okay, so Zabak is holding And my her. shield. Zabak was holding her action until it moved up and got too close. It moved up and got too close. Okay. Correct, but if you're going to do an attack action, mm -hmm. you'd have to be up on it to hit. Okay. So here. she's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And, and can just shout then. All right. So your armor becomes partly corroded. Oh, It no. takes a permanent and cumulative negative one penalty to the AC it offers. Oh, dang. Well, as a side note, if the armor gets reduced to 10, it becomes permanently destroyed. I can mend it. And you also took seven points bludgeoning damage as it hit you. Owie. And now it's Mercer's turn. Mess it up, Mercer. So Mercer takes his action as he, uh, um. Oh, so did it like come off of the body that it was like eating? Yes. Ew, so we can see like this chewed up corpse now? Yeah, mostly you see a half of a skeleton and half a decayed body. Oh, that's so nasty, man. So he's going to use... No. Okay, so... Yeah, he's going to do this. It can take an attack of opportunity. Mercer's going to move away 25 feet. It doesn't hit you. So he's going to use his action, and he's going to uh, magically create a small, tiny, uh, a small eldritch cannon that has little, like, spider legs. And he drops it down onto the ground. And then as a bonus action, it makes a spell attack. Okay. What... What did you do to create this spider cannon thing? This is an artificer. It's what I get at third level. I can magically, I can take my action, I can create this little, essentially a little automaton. Okay. Magically. And it has... Uh, it has... Uh, where is it at? It points to...
basically think of it as a little minion. I'll give you all, I'll provide all the information here in a minute. But it's a little magical object as an AC of 18. And its hit times is five times my artificer level. So it has 15 hit points. And it's immune to poison and psychic damage. Um, and then as a bonus action, it can, um, I can trigger it. And I'm going to uh, use the, I'm going to, basically it's a little force ballista, mm -hmm. little automaton, and I make a ranged spell attack, and uh, it can hit a creature within 120 feet of it, and the target takes 2d8 force damage, and if it, and uh, it's pushed five feet away. Okay. So. We're going to. Uses my spell attack, that is a, going to be a 22 to hit. You said you make it up here right next to you? Yep. All right, so this little D4 is going to be your automaton for me. Yep, so 22 to hit. That's definitely a hit. It takes seven points of force damage and is pushed five feet away. So five feet back. <clears throat> I've been wanting to, since we, since we leveled, I've been waiting to use this. <laughs> The fact that this thing just corroded my armor. Uh, yeah, messing with I figured it's a, it's a good time to use it. So All I can right. keep it away from me. Start of the second round. See two more droplet globs come down and oh, two man. more come on, man. appear. Did the uh, force damage appear to take full effect? Yes. Yes, it did. Be a beautiful. And we're back at the top of the line. Celine. Oh, man. Uh, was not prepared for that. Um, spell, 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 spells. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, let's try this one. She's going to cash Vicious Mockery on the central one. So it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. On which one? The center one? One. Wisdom? Yes. Sixteen. Uh, you have a plus four because you're within range of two wielded. Yeah, I gotta double check that. Crystals. Hers isn't as high. Sixteen. Yeah, so it fails. So it's gonna take a D4 psychic damage. So it takes two points psychic damage and has disadvantage on its next attack. Okay. That looked like it took full effect. So it's just immune, or not immune, it's resistant to fire. Uh, back. Alright, she's gonna move on up there? Um, just as a heads up, mm -hmm. you just saw non-magical metal armor start to become corroded. Zebek does not wear armor. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but she carries metal weapons. True. Oh, crap. There's not really anything she can do. How much do battle axes cost? Not horrible. Not a whole lot. Alright, well, we've had a good run, huh? Takes her battle axe and attempts to throw it at one of the. Okay, dudes. so quick little side question of curiosity. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't actually say it, so I'm going to ask. Did you loot the four bodies? 
Well, at the docks. We always do. Yes. Okay. So you also know that you have four extra battle axes. Sorry, that was at one point I was going to say, and then we got sidetracked with something else. I assumed you did, but I wanted to make sure. Well, yeah, oh, I remember, that's right, because like I was getting ready to say I'm going to loot it, and you're like, oh, the dragon appears. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Dang it. All right. <laughs> I can't get in and scale the shin. Mercer, prepare to give me some more of those axes. And she's going to throw at the most messed up looking slime. 10, 15, 20, 25. She it moves, is 30 feet away. She moves forward right here. Yeah, do I need 15, to be... 15, 20. He's still 25 feet away. I need to be 20? Yeah. Oh, right. So, it's right here. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, as a side note, if you rage, you have... Or if you use reckless attack, you have advantage. Oh, that's right. So okay. Then evil oh, so, yeah. What'd you roll to hit? You can mess this. Well... I rolled it disadvantage. Yeah, so. so you take the two. These guys do yeah. not have a high AC. Yeah, Seriously, but, tell me, what did you roll eight. in total? You hit. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> I, that's why I, I, I don't care what you roll. Tell me what the roll is. Oh. oh. oh strike mopper. Yeah, ten points. You obliterate it. Yeah, buddy. The axe hits, and this thing just... Well, that worked out beautifully now, didn't Sinks it? Sinks into the ground, past the dead body. Your axe is now laying on the dead body. Here's the kicker. Gross. Your, that particular axe now has a permanent and cumulative minus one penalty to damage rolls. Oh, crap. If a weapon reaches negative five, the weapon is destroyed. Yeah, well, she's... Not too attached to that axe in particular, so... Now, so far, everything you've seen from these things that has hit, has hit metal that has not been magical. I don't have any magical weapons, so... Okay, And then so... she's going to step back ten feet. Yep, she can do that. Yeah, and I still have ten feet of movement. Yep. All right, Esther's turn. All right. Magic missile. Level one. Okay. Okay. So one of them, number two, gets hit for. Which one of them is looking worse, or are they Excuse both me. the They're same? They're both the same. All right, so yeah, number two gets hit for five points. Oh, no, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, 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 five points, five points. And then the other one gets hit for three. You said number three gets hit with three? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that sets off two wild magic surges. Sorry, man. It happens. So, Esther's goes off first. Ooh, I want my pizza back. For the next, now don't actually do this, but for the next minute, Esther shouts whenever she speaks. Okay! 
<laughs> and then Mercer's goes off. Mercer shouts. <laughs> Angry little Smurf boy. Kicks you in no. your shin. Break that foot off in your own hand. Mercer regains 20 hit points. Okay. Okay. Had he been a hit even? No. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. Oh. I, I was hit for seven. So oh, okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. I was looking at Selene's character sheet. <laughs> and that was Esther's turn. Mm-hmm. So now it's their turn. They are not fast. They're fast. No, they dashed. They got 20 feet closer to you. Is that the best you can do? Um, Yeah, that's all they can do. Ah. So it's Mercer's turn. Mess him up, Mercer. Well... Well, Mercer's gonna fire Boldy even though he's, he knows that they're resistant to it. Why don't you throw the axe? So that's going to be uh, a 21 to hit. That's definitely a hit. For six points of damage. Okay, which one did he shoot at? Number two, three. Number three. And then bonus action, his little cannon is going to fire at three. And that's going to be a 26 to hit. That's a hit. For, ooh, 15 points of force damage. It really, 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 really did not like that. Like, I almost envision this thing being like a little, like, mini Mercer. That just has like this little pistol in yes. his hand. Because <laughs> Mercer move? Uh, yes, Mercer is going to move. Where and how? Uh, he's going to move twenty-five feet to what would be my left. Directly, just five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five to right here. Yep, because that's going to put him out of the way of the slimes. Nice. Does the little machine gizmo follow? It cannot. Suit? It can't? Nope. Oh, I, no. It has to, to, to move as he uses uh, uh, Mercer's bonus action. So I can I can either have it fire or I can move it. Okay. So it's well, uh, just firing. So top of the line. Celine. So number three looks horrible, right? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah, you know what? Excuse me. I'm going to use uh, Vicious Mockery again. Nice. Wisdom saving throw. Nine. Nope. It's going to die regardless of what you roll. Three points psychic damage. It did. Ew. But Ferella is kind of gross. Does Celine move at all? Uh, she's gonna move ten feet back. 
diagonally along the wall. <sighs> sort of right here. Just in case that thing decides to, for whatever reason, come after her. Come after her own? It shouldn't. It, it has other gooey, tasty morsels in, right in front of it. So. Ew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but ew. Um, Zabak's turn. Did Mercer ever toss one of the axes to her? Nope. Because it takes his action to do that. And he had one slime right in front of him. He was scared. How far away is the axe that she just threw? Right here. How many feet is that? Um, assuming you want to avoid walking okay. right past him. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. To go at a to move safely around the ooze without incurring an attack of opportunity. Don't you have a mall on you too? I do, but I don't want to, you know, get too close to it. I'm gonna move to the axe and throw it again. I know it's damaged, but that's okay. So, five thirty, right there. And I'm with. I'm still within twenty feet of the thing. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Cool. 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 Are you doing this recklessly again? Well, yeah. Okay. Reckless attack! 11 plus whatever to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Yeah. Just remember, minus one on your damage. Five. Well, plus your strength modifier. Then minus one. So I think it should be nine total. Technically, if you're throwing it, yeah. Your attack roll would Nine. be dexterity. You can use strength. Okay. Because I'm... <sighs> Paul, it is, yeah. So, is yeah, that one-handed no. or two-handed? Two-handed, man. Okay. What'd you roll for damage? I rolled Because you nine. should roll a d10 for damage. Yeah, nine. Nine two, total, yeah, including nine. the minus one? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Now it's at a negative two penalty for damage rolls. Well, that's whatever. The ooze ain't happy. So that was the back's turn. Esther's turn. Magic missile! I'm, I'm about out of juice, but... And of course, you end up 12 being... 12 plus whatever to hit. You don't have to roll to hit with magic do... missile. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do every freaking time, man. Okay, so that was almost max damage. How much did you roll? So... 14. You kill it. <laughs> and set off two more wild magic surges. As it Sorry! <laughs> so first Esther's goes off because she yeah. casts the spell. You go blue. For the next minute, you can teleport up to 20 feet as a bonus action on each of your turns. Cool! And then Mercer's crystal goes now, off. Now, how exactly would she know she's able to do that? It just it inherently becomes obvious to her that she has that ability. Cool. Kind of like discovering you can like move your eyebrows or roll your tongue, roll your tongue or something. It just you, it just <coughs> happens. Can you roll your tongue, partner of mine? No, I can't. What? What about you, James? <coughs> what? 
can your can either of the the, the offspring, the wife? I think she can. All right, so cool. James, other than yourself, I, I need you to pick so. a character. Oh no. Uh, do. The back's not been. Do hit. I know what's going on at the exact moment, or? No, because it's the crystal, not you. Then Celine. Oh, sh- you got a King Celine. Oh, Missing <clears throat> eight. There it is. The bat can take a hit, man. Should aim for her. Celine becomes poisoned for the next three hours. Oh well, maybe that was the better choice. All all Mercer knows is that the crystal went off, and then all of a sudden Celine was poisoned. Uh, I think we can Poison fix that. Poison or morning sickness? I think we can fix that. Um, because Zabak picked up the axe that was laying on the dead body, she can give me a... Is it perception check? Hang on a second. Maybe it's not. And it should be at advantage, right? Because I'm like right on top of it? Nope, you don't have to make a, a check. Oh, sweet. The offering that that particular pilgrim was taking to give to, was taking to sacrifice to the oarsman mm-hmm. is still clenched in his hand. What is it? A large sapphire. Well, hello there. Picks up the sapphire. Aren't you a beauty? Hey, gang, look at this. She holds up the beautiful gem. Nice. Nice. How much is this thing worth, man? You would have to get it appraised to find out. I mean, I'm a worldly person. Do I have an idea that it's, like, worth my time to take it back with me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just based off the size of it, this thing's about the size of a golf ball. You know it's worth a decent Ooh, amount of coin. Um, I'm going to take a moment, and I'm going to, like... I'm gonna pull out that the apothecary satchel with mm-hmm. the four potions. Okay. And I'm gonna study each one of them real quick. Okay. Well, by study, I'm going to. So, just to clarify, we said the word potions, but we didn't specifically mean potions. Mm-hmm. I meant vials that had a liquid in them. Correct. Do you remember what colors they were? Because I honestly don't. No, it just said four. Okay. Unless she has them. I had them written down. I remember one of them was black. Uh, I had it written down somewhere. Hold on. Uh, I wanted to say one of them, or one or two of them were green and another one was purple. Well, I knew, I knew none of them were red. That part I remember. Red potions have been described in the player's handbook as healing potions. Two red, one black, one purple, one green. Okay. So the two red ones are healing potions. The green one is a... uh, are you jotting this down? Yeah. Okay. The green one is a potion of removed disease. <coughs> and that would cure Celine's poison? No. No. It's not the same. The black thing. one is drow poison. Drow poison? Mm-hmm. 
Mercer hangs on to that one. <laughs> and what's the purple? The um, purple one is purple worm's blood. Ew. Ooh, he hangs on to that one too. Both are injury. I can work with that. So, assuming you guys woke up and got ready to head out, I'm going to assume 6 a.m. at daybreak. Mm-hmm. Sun, sun up. And you went nine hours before you ran into this, so... Uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 6, So by... In the next six hours, it starts to get dark again. Um, do you guys set up camp? Yeah. Set up camp. Unless anybody's doing something specific, camp, dinner, yep. sleep. The usual wind down for the night. Up and at them, ready to go mm-hmm. by daybreak again. So as soon as you guys start to head out, we got about 15 minutes. So if anything major happens, yeah, I know. we should hold off until the next session. Well, let me at least see what it is, and I can determine from there whether it's a big deal or a little deal. Oh wait, wrong place. So we're going to keep this same setup. How long does this thing stick around? This little spider cannon thing? Uh, it'll last for one hour. So by this point, it's dissipated yeah. and gone. Okay. Yeah. And I can I can do it once every long rest. Um, or I can expend a spell slot, a first level spell slot, to be able to do it again. Walking along again, right? Mm-hmm. Erase this. I need um, perception checks. Nah, man. Mercer sees absolutely nothing. Uh, Celine would have a 19. Oh, oh! It's a back roll. Got a natural 20. 
Esther, on the other hand, got a one and cannot perceive her feet. I got a gas now. Oh, man, what? Oh. All right, so right here, no, I mean, to get serious and I've drank almost an entire no. gallon of cider, okay. and I've had pizza, so. So oh, right no. here ahead of you, you can see where some rocks had fallen from a cliff up above and just mm -hmm. created a pile here. Um, anybody who beat a 12 hears something in the rocks up here. Wait, wait, there's something in the rocks. What, like, what do we hear? Like, can we make it out? It's kind of like a high-pitch yelp. Okay, so, like, if the okay. dog... Think yeah. like Think like if a dog yeah, is yeah. heard, it's like... Burp, 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 burp. All right, what's that now? We should go investigate. Lunch. No. Doesn't sound too terribly natural, though, either. Mm. Hey, little sneaky man. Sneak on up there and see what that is. Not all that sneaky. Okay, yeah, your 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 guys is. I think we hashed this out before. Is the back the sneakiest? Because Mercer has, I think Mercer has disadvantage with scale mail. Yeah, yeah, with stealth you have disadvantage. You've done that multiple times. <sighs> so, Selene is technically the stealthiest. Well, then Selene gets sneaky. Uh, yeah, I guess she'll she'll attempt this stealth, even though she's not stealthy. Uh, that's going to be a ten. <laughs> she doesn't stealth very well up there, but um, Mercer has her back. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. She gets her full movement. Looks, kind of looks at the rocks a little bit. And realizes she's looking at a snake-like creature with a beak and four tentacles coming off the mouth. And it's completely stuck? No, it's like it's hidden inside the rocks, but it's not hiding very well at the moment. Uh, she gets the heck away from Dodge. So backs up again? Yeah. Back to right here. We've seen one of these. No, wait. You've never no. come across one of these before. No, it's a weird little beaky brained tentacle thing. It needs to die. It's an abomination. Yeah. So yeah. you're describing two different characters right now that I'm, or two different creatures right now that I'm looking at. Nothing brain about it. Oh, okay. Anyways, it needs to be dead. Let's kill it. Okay, so there's not going to be a surprise round because it's aware of you and you're aware of it, so. Straight initiative. Let's go! Oh, oh my god. They both rolled the same thing. Hey, so did I. Lovely. Is it Dex? Mm-hmm. What comes after Dex? Decks. I don't know what. Like, they both roll the same for initiative. They both roll. Oh, wait, no, I have to add. Nope, nope, nope. They both roll the same for initiative. They both have the same dex modifier. Between the back and Esther? Yeah. Pick which one you want to go before the other. Uh, Esther. Okay, so Nine. Esther will go before the back. Uh, what did Mercer get? 
Mercer got a 17. Zabak got 12. And so Esther also got a 12. And what did Celine get? Celine got a, uh, um, sorry, 15. Okay, so good news is you all go before this thing. So it's going to go Mercer. Who did you want to have go first? Zabak versus Esther? Esther. We go Esther. Zabak. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Back up. My mistake here. It's going to go Mercer, Celine, then Esther, then Zabak, then the little creature deal. So, Mercer, now that you're going first instead of last, what do you do? Uh, he's going to firebolt it. Okay. And that's going to be a uh, 24 to hit. That's a hit. It takes 10 points of damage. Okay. And then Celine is going, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Seven? Nope. Takes four points psychic damage and has disadvantage on its next attack. Remind me of that, because I will forget. So that was Mercer and Celine, Esther's turn. Alright. Is that vicious mockery that Celine used? Okay. All both uh, cantrips. Yep. What is uh, Esther doing? Magic missile. Magic missile. She's just gonna move up there and try to see something, and if she sees something, she's gonna magic missile it. How far up are you moving? Um, 15 feet. You can ten. see it from right where you're at. Uh, 10, 10, 10 feet. Pew, 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 magic missile. Okay, what'd you, how much damage did you roll? 11. It's not looking too good. Pew, pew, pew! Yeah. Alright, so first well, magic surge from Esther's crystal. Uh-oh. You cast mirror image. Oh. So you now have a second image of you. Nice. It doesn't actually do anything, but it's like an illusionary uh, replica of you that stands next to you, moves with you. But it doesn't actually do anything. It just looks like it does. Okay. Well, it will if they try to attack her. You got there's a roll that has to be had for each image. <clears throat> you can potentially swap spaces with it. So you your image takes the damage instead of you. Don't you dare, cat. That's right. It creates up to three images. She creates up to three images. I forgot Uh-oh. about that. Uh-oh. Dead kitty. Oh no. It's under the table. She. She. She's under the table. Okay. No better. <laughs> Mercer's uh, crystal then goes off. Do, 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 do. An eyeball appears on your forehead for the next the minute. Frick? During that time, you have advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. So now Mercer is a blue three-eyed gnome. It's my mind's eye. Oh my <laughs> good. It's 
still a blue three-eyed gnome. Is that even a gnome anymore? <laughs> I think it's called, you know, Chiropractor Manhattan. It's not really a doctor. <laughs> Alright, it's Zabak's turn. Okay. Zabak is gonna just... Okay, so the three die are just my three mirror images, right? Of Esther. Yes. Zabak's turn. I know, I know. Where I got my booster. Get vaccinated, kids. So the back is gonna move up to hit the thing, and it's on a pile of rocks. Yeah, you're still ten feet away from it after moving up thirty feet. Well, that's okay. I'm gonna take one of those fresh battle axes that Mercer gave me, and I'm gonna throw the battle axe. Oh, you just want to use up all the axes, don't you? I'm gonna use all the axes. Reckless attack! So I'm assuming like 20 feet up so you have a clear line yeah, of sight. Yeah, yeah, Reckless Okay, so if you're doing the reckless attack and you're doing something at disadvantage, you make a normal attack yeah. roll. It's going to be a 16. No, 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 no. You roll 2d20. I know. Roll 1d20. I, I usually roll the black die for the back. I, I don't care. I want you to re-roll it because you rolled both of them and I want okay. a roll. All right. Well, she got much better that time around. It's going to be a 22 to hit. 20 or 22? 22. 22. Okay, you definitely hit. Yeah, that's what I It's going to be a 12 points of damage. She chucks this axe. Hi! <laughs> Just as she does, this thing slivers over one of the bigger rocks. What the hell? And the axe hits it in the head and embeds the blade into the rock. Oh, that's nasty. Pick an axe That was what you guys were fighting. Fuck. Yeah, no, I'm glad I killed that. Yeah, that yeah, right. was nasty. I don't know. It was a snake with the octopus mouth. Not about that life. And you guys just killed a Grick. And with that, Frick. you are on your second day, and we are going to call it a night. Wow. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun. The adventure continues as the party's ship sails clear of the Blazing Isles, leaving the pursuit of Blackrift behind as they sail toward the legendary isle, Giant Spur. This adventure takes the characters on a daring ascent up that immense and mysterious monolith, its highest reaches obscured by distant clouds. Pilgrims soaked in brine regularly flock to the remote wonder, making the treacherous climb to pay homage to those they have lost. Relics from bygone eras stand alongside more recent additions, their greatest secrets lost in the midst of history. Who would build such a structure, and what purpose did it serve? As time marches forward, the spire persists. Its old denizens perish, new residents move in, and each adds to the Spurs' story before they, too, are consumed by history. Depending on the teller, the legends of the spire varies wildly. Giant Spur holds secrets and treasures, but the risks always walk in hand in hand with the rewards. <laughs>